What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks to start the week in Milwaukee at 2-0 to start the season, which is a pretty nice beginning to a regular season that we weren't sure how it was going to start. And we love it even more because the home opener was a lot of fun. And we got a Giannis special that was great for those of us that think that Giannis can average more than 30 points per game. So we're going to break down a dominant Giannis game against the Houston Rockets. And the Bucks now have a few days off, so we've got time to break this one down. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. see and hear me on this show monday to friday and also find my other stuff over at espn and alongside me the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast frank madden of course we thank you for making locked on bucks your first watch or first listen particularly to start the week and, and this is the first monday of the regular season where you're coming off a big win on the weekend so everyone's going to work there's no other sports that they would want to watch on sunday that could possibly bring them down <laughs> they're just purely focused on the milwaukee bucks who are undefeated two and oh and frank it doesn't get any better than this because we love it when the bucks win but we love it when the bucks win and on top of that you get a classic Giannis performance uh, this was one of those games where yeah, realistically you could tell very early in the game that it was just uh, the youngsters from houston against the chiseled specimen that is Giannis, and they just couldn't do anything to slow this man down. 44 points on 21 shots. Uh, this was about as dominant as he can be, and he did it really by scoring everywhere, all over the place. It was all going for Giannis. Yeah, it's uh, the preseason. He only played twice, admitted, right, that he didn't have the sharpness. Uh, <laughs> didn't game, take long. Didn't take long. Game one in, in Philly, you know, as we talked about the other night, was really kind of just looking to facilitate more. Didn't seem like he was really looking to press the issue and, and attack. And, you know, again, I think Giannis in his, in his old age now, right? Year 10, uh, ripe old age of 27. And he's talked about obviously knowing that, you know, over the last year or two, right? Kind of knowing that he can't just kind of physically dominate or try to, you know, just throw his body into everything every night. But uh, in this game, you know, the, the Rockets have some, I think, defensive upside for sure. I think, uh, Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, two rookies that I think are going to be really good defenders. Mm -hmm. But those guys, among others, you know, just got baptism by fire in this game. And you could tell Giannis was out there and he saw, you know, fresh meat uh, in front of him pretty much all night. And the attacking in transition, um, you know, really didn't even have to look for his jump shot. And then, oh, yeah, knocks on a couple threes hits that, you know, top of the key jumper early in the fourth quarter, uh, which I think gave him 40 points as well. So just kind of, you know, everything was working. He was always able to get to the paint, um, get to those short sweeping shots if he wasn't dunking or getting layups. And uh, it was just, you know, like you said, complete domination. And, you know, the these regular season games, obviously, you know, you, it's great if we can read into something that has some sort of cosmic significance for the Bucks title pursuit. But bottom line is right now, 
you know, with the injuries they have, mostly, you know, hey, just bank wins, right? While while Chris Middleton, Pat Connaughton are getting healthy. And, uh, you know, at first after this game, I was like, oh, man, when's the next game? And they said, well, I got to wait till Wednesday for the next game. And at first I was like, oh, man, I don't have to wait, you know, three days to get to the next game. But then part of me is like, well, you know what? Let's just stretch out as, as many game days as we can here, uh, given the injuries. You know, Chris and, and Pat both started the year, call it three weeks out-ish, maybe a little less. You know, who knows? Never know what might happen. Um, so after the, after I thought about it, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Whatever. Like, let's kind of take it easy. Obviously, eventually the games are going to start coming uh, kind of quickly because that's just how, how things go. But uh, this was a game to say, great took care of business, was never close, you know, 13, nothing to start the game. And basically they skunked them to start the game. You know, Houston made some shots. I think they got within 12 at one point in the second half, but you know, it just felt like, all right, you know, just throw the ball to Giannis and let him go and, and be a human battering ram. And, um, you know, sure enough, just again, 17 to 21, just absurd shot making from him. And, uh, and nice to see some other guys as well. You know, we can talk about, Brooke and Drew Holiday, I think in particular, uh, guys that have, um, you know, Drew was nice to see him bounce back after the first game, the shooting struggles. Brooke, meanwhile, continuing his strong play inside tonight or tonight, Saturday, since we're now on Sunday. Um, but for the most part, yeah, just a game where I think, you know, just great to have a home opener, get a win and show your fans, you know, what they already knew with Giannis, but just to reiterate, his greatness and get to see him doing things that, yeah, I mean, I don't want to exaggerate, but some of the moves that he was making, especially that inside out, you know, transition Euro step into a dunk over Jabari Smith with two guys hanging on him for the end one. I mean, I don't know who else makes that play. Just you, you expect Giannis to make that play. And I don't know how many guys have, have made that play once <laughs> in NBA history, let alone done it with regularity. So uh, just a, a game to sort of sit back and just say, all right, Giannis, you know, let's appreciate this greatness. Let's savor just the chance to watch this guy do what he's capable of doing. And whether it's, you know, a big game or not, uh, it's just fun to watch. And if you love the Bucs, you love watching basketball, then you, know, you had to really enjoy the the show that Giannis put on on Saturday. Yeah, it's interesting because as you pointed to the contrast from the game in Philadelphia and yeah, we referenced the idea of Giannis understanding that he's going to need other guys to be involved, particularly early in the season with these players out. There was also the fact that he was being defended by PJ Tucker and then Joel Embiid would have been waiting for him in the paint as well. So it was just a completely different scenario, but I think that we have seen Giannis over the years have a pretty clear understanding of what teams just literally have absolutely nothing for him. And, you know, he does like to feast in those situations. And he's like, hey, this is a night where I can score 40, potentially 50, and he would have scored 50-plus if he had to play anywhere near decent (laughs) minutes in this game because that's the other point. I mean, you talk about the 44 points and everything he did, but he did that in 27 minutes and 38 seconds. So, I mean, it's just absolutely insane. Uh, let's talk about the tech foul, though. Let, let's get to this. Let's get to the point. Because, by the way, I woke up here in Australia and I see Frank's outed me for something I said in the DM. And this this tweet is doing humongous numbers. So everyone understands that in a DM I said that Giannis did something sexy on the basketball court. So let's let's just no one's going to disagree with that. I know. I know it's it was true. a great it was a great way to frame it. 
had to let the uh, people know. So, so he had another Eurostep finish where he kind of he laid it in. There was contact there. Beautiful stuff. Uh, and he kind of just and you know when you really watch this celebration in slow mo, you you really get to to take it all in what he was doing with this celebration. He kind of like flicked the hips. He's like obviously you know doing the the and one signal smile on his face. Uh, and uh, he got a tech foul for that. And so I, I messaged our DM and one of uh, Mitchell Maurer said, oh, what did Giannis just get a tech for? And I said, he got a tech foul for being too sexy with his and one signal. <laughs> and let's be real though, as funny as that is and as ridiculous as that is, uh, the officials just need to chill out. Just back off. Like what, what is going on? I, I, I don't know. I mean, we found out today it was rescinded. The technical was rescinded. So oh, order, or, order was restored. Obviously, if that was a close game and, you know, a technical foul actually matters in terms of like the score, that would have been very annoying. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. It, it was definitely kind of unique because like, you know, normally when Giannis like makes big plays, we saw him kind of mean mug flex at a couple of times in this game. Yeah. Uh, this one was a much more kind of playful thing because you know the game was was out of reach and it was more just like you know Tari Eason kind of dove at the ball a little bit and I, but I, I don't know if we've ever really I feel like the the, the term the euro step like the G-Y-R-O step um, you know term we kind of throw around a lot um, I will still claim to be the first user of that I used it in his second preseason game in 2013 that's my that's that's my my claim I haven't filed a trademark claim on it but um but to me the the true like Giannis euro step is the euro step right where you take a step to one side of the defender and then you step to the other um mixed with bringing the ball over his over the defender's head right which is exactly what he did to Tari Eason I mean Tari Eason kind of gambles and you're thinking like oh you know he should be going to sort of his right and just try to swoop around him instead <laughs> He, he kind of wrong foots him and then brings the ball over. I mean, he really, the way he does this, it, it, it's like somebody playing with their, you know, little kid brother on a Nerf hoop or something like that. Like the fact that he can just bring the ball over the guy's head and, you know, not nail them in the face uh, and get over them. Not, you know, nobody ever pokes the ball away when he does this um, yeah. is just incredible. And so, I don't know, it just the, the way he can contort his body and the length of the strides and the coordination and close control is just amazing. Um, so yeah, it was just another one of those games where it just like it feels it's just like, wait a minute, how did like you take a snap of the picture where he is and then you take a snap of where he ends up basically like completely, you know, by himself at the rim half a second later? It's just I don't know. There there were probably four or five moments in that game on Saturday night where I just sort of started like cackling with laughter. I'm watching the game by myself in my living room and you know, my wife and daughter were in the other room must have just like been like, what's going on in there? You know, just like stupid well, stuff. Know. Giannis they was doing. Yeah, they, they, they know. They know they know Giannis. So but uh yeah, it was uh just one of those games. And uh, you know, we try not to take Giannis for granted. And this is definitely one of those don't take Giannis for granted types of podcasts. All right, don't take prize picks for granted either. And Giannis had forty four points. 12 rebounds, three assists in this game. Didn't even have a block, though. That's honestly just embarrassing. Well, he had – the, the weird part was he really had the block. You remember he had that block in the first quarter? But they yeah. ruled – the officials ruled that Drew jumped – tied up the guy as he was going up. And then the guy yeah, pulled back strange. immediately. And then Giannis totally snuffed out the shot. 
to me, that should have been a Giannis block and, and no jump ball. It was just a very bizarre thing. Drew had three blocks and that was one of them. But again, just, you know, those damn Milwaukee scorekeepers just screwing Giannis out of more blocks. Although at least Drew got credited for one. But anyway, don't get me started. No, you, you stay on that. Uh, and I'll stay on price picks. And for those people that don't know how price picks work, uh, you just have to pick two to five players. And if they will, uh, if they score more or less than their price picks projection, you can win up to 10 times on your money on any entry. And it doesn't have to be points, I should say, by the way. There's uh, assists, rebounds, whatever uh, the projections are there. If you think you know what a player is going to, going to do in a particular matchup, maybe you like uh, individually who you think they're going to be playing against one-on-one, you can check it all out at prizepicks.com. Uh, it's pretty fun just to at least uh, have a scroll through there. So there's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And if you uh, want to test out uh, your knowledge in other sports, you can do that as well. NFL, MLB, nearly done, but you can still jump on board there. NHL, uh, golf as well. I don't actually know what they would have for golf. Birdies, those types of things. That's probably uh, how they look at it. So you can do that. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. The withdrawals are safe and fast. Uh, safe and fast, I should say. And currently, uh, Price Picks is operational in over 30 states uh, and Canada as well. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. So uh, they'll match that up to 100 bucks. So don't forget to use the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks at pricepicks.com. also mentioned game to game this is a new show on the locked on network there's uh there's endless shows on the locked on network but game to game can be your second listen every moment every top performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the nba with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on nba available on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcast so i have a humongous question to ask you frank and uh you know, part of the reason why we took 24 hours to do this podcast was because I think we wanted to let this game settle a little bit and not come with any real hot takes uh, for the people. Occasionally, it's okay to throw a hot take out there, but sometimes uh, you want to just sit on it a little bit and not get yourself in trouble here on on the podcast. So my question for you, is Javon Carter washed? <laughs> why is this... <laughs> Why is this man missing shots? I don't even know who I'm looking at out on the floor. Javon Carter started in this game. Uh, and, of course, I'm joking. By the way, uh, Javon Carter looked uh, very engaged defensively with some of the plays on Jalen Green. He had a really cool steal on an inbounds pass after he was talking a whole bunch of trash they were going at each other. So he still did some nice things in this game. But it is honestly just bizarre to see him missing shots, particularly because some of these misses were absolutely wide open. So he still played the 25 minutes, but he was... Uh, scoreless there, a couple of uh, steals and four assists. But Javon Carter missing shots. What a world. I mean, probably my bigger concern is the some of his turnovers. Obviously, he's not like it's not like yeah. he, it's not like he's having to carry a heavy offensive load here. But he had a couple of pretty careless ones in the first half on in Philly on opening night. Has three turnovers on yeah. Saturday night. So I think you know honestly, um, I'm you know the shots, whatever. Like you know you. you you uh, live with the uh, the fifty six percent three point shooting last year after he comes <laughs> over, and then you got to accept that he's actually occasionally gonna gonna miss some shots. Hopefully, it settles into I don't know high thirties, right? I think he's one for five uh, so far. 
uh, from three point range, uh, this, this year. So, um, we'll see. I'm, I'm less worried about that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that he's, you know, been starting, I think obviously from a fit standpoint with Pat and Chris out, you know, now that Wes has a couple games under his belt, the obvious move would be to start Wes, right. Just from like a balance perspective. But, um, you know, I guess the, the, the counter argument would be, well, we like, you know, basically having, um, Javon to, to kind of annoy opponent ball handlers and maybe be a bit more of that like pressure guard against the point guards. I think the, the Brooklyn game coming up is going to be interesting just because that's yeah. a game where they're, you know, you've got KD and as we saw in the end of the preseason, if Drew is your three effectively, then I mean, again, KD has kind of a size advantage against most everyone he plays against on the perimeter, but as good as Drew is and, you know, we know KD respects Drew, but he obviously can get his shot off over Drew pretty easily. So, you know, Wes, Wes Matthews, who we've seen last year in the regular season, defend KD very respectably. Again, just seems like the obvious guy to start in a game like that. And again, not just for the Nets, but just in general, right? He's obviously a much more natural fit into that lineup versus going small where you're basically having three guards between Drew Grayson and, and Javon Carter. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think Bud is necessarily obviously the type to really change his lineup game to game based on matchups. But the flip side is it's like, well, it's not like Javon Carter starting at point guard is some long-term, you know, Oh, that's how we want to play in the playoffs. So let's, you know, we got to, we got to do it now. Right. So that, that's probably the one thing I am a bit curious about, you know, why not start Wes in that scenario? Cause we know if a game is close, as we saw in Philly, you're going to want West closing out and being part of that closing group. So again, is it just concern about starting him kind of ramps up his minutes further than you like? I don't know. We'll see. So, um, but yes, Javon Carter actually missing some shots of being human. Uh, very disappointing. <laughs> um, but uh, George Hill actually has been making shots and the plus minus King is back. The, the plus minus King. Uh, he hit three out of four. Nine points, six assists, no turnovers, plus 20 on Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if Javon and George Hill can both be playing well and pushing the others for for minutes, obviously right now they're both playing because of the injuries. But, um, yeah, it's a good spot to be in. And George just, you know, physically looks fine. I think that's I think that's the biggest takeaway. And, we're, you know, when we talk about what we take from these games, um, I think obviously just sort of like, hey, bank win, great. Appreciate Giannis's greatness. Great. That's fun. And then I think the other piece is just some of the veterans in particular or guys coming off injuries or young guys, you know, just seeing guys get reps and just seeing where they are. That's the other thing that, you know, I will allow myself to do in these types of games. So uh, certainly George and, and Brooke Lopez were kind of, you know, a couple of the obvious guys just given their age and George coming off the injury that, you know, I think we're all curious to see what they have left in the tank. Brooke, Obviously, I think looked pretty good coming back from the back injury last year, but you know, 34 years of age, um, never exactly fleet of foot. You know, I think we're all curious to see what at some point, you know, Brooke has to slow down to the point that, you know, he's he's gonna be less effective. But I mean, he's he's been great defensively these first couple of games. I mean, just some of the rim protection uh on Saturday night. I think he did he have five blocks um on Saturday five. night. Um yeah, I mean, and and you know, some of the blocks he's getting are just those are 
like serious, you know, rim protection <laughs> blocks. And obviously Houston is a, an athletic team. They've got guys that can, can get to the rim and finish. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he was, he just looked really good and, uh, nine points, three out of six from three, three out of seven overall. Um, so that three point shot continues to look pretty solid four out of 12 on opening night. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the three point shooting has been, you know, a little bit down, uh, the past few years, although, you know, realistically he was never like a high thirties guy or anything like that anyway, yeah. consistently. So maybe it was a little bit overrated in terms of the three point shooting, but hopefully they keep going in. Uh, and defensively, I think just great to see him looking spry and, um, to the extent he can continue to do this, obviously it just bodes well. And you just kind of say, all right, let's just make sure we, we take care of his body. And he played 29 minutes on Saturday night. And I think we were obviously coming to the year a little interested to see how Bud would, would kind of manage his minutes and would he, you know, ramp him down a little bit, but 31 minutes on opening night, which makes a little more sense because you're playing Joel Embiid and he's the, the obvious guy to defend him. But against the Rockets, you know, another night where he plays 29 minutes, um, certainly they're, they're leaning into him. And, you know, part of that as well may be just reflective of the, um, you know, the trickle down, even though Chris and Pat obviously are not centers, they're not taking you know, backup minutes for, for Brooke or something, but you know how it is, right? Like you lose a couple of big minute guys uh, all the regular rotation guys kind of tend to, to have to make up for a little bit. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see Brooks minutes come down a little bit more as the season wears on just from a maintenance perspective, but you know, let's not bury the lead, bury the lead here. He's looked really good and just, you know, I mean, Brooke always is one of the, the more fun guys to root for, right? Just what he, what he brings to this team on and off the court, the kind of person he is and obviously what he's done, uh, in particular on the floor and being such a big part of that championship team. He's obviously a guy that, uh, you know, we're going to hope that, that he's got uh, another couple of, at least a couple of good years in left in him. And obviously this one's off to a strong start. And three days off. Plenty of time to put yeah. the feet up. Uh, he's now uh, engaged as cross well. Cross his so. legs. Maybe cross yeah. his legs on the bench on, on a chair and sit there a little bit like 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 Absolutely. he is apt to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got plenty of time to do that. And uh, just quickly a, a note on Wes. So, you know, I think what we'll find out on this game against Brooklyn, as projecting ahead, we've got plenty of time to talk about the Nets. But I think what we'll find out is whether Wes is, and I say this again because you've had the whole week since opening night, you have all these days off, so presumably he's fresh. He played 20 minutes against Philadelphia, so he's fine. So I think we'll find out whether Bud has plans to start Wes moving forward or he's just going to be a bench guy because he only played 12 minutes against Houston. I assume they just didn't see any need to really play him. So... The matchups make sense. Uh, Brooklyn, obviously, a bigger team. So if he comes off the bench, maybe maybe that's just the way they're going to roll until Chris, uh, you know, comes back and slots in, and presumably uh, we'll take Javon Carter's uh, spot there, and then Grayson Allen will slide down. But we'll see. Uh, I'll be interested to see uh, what happens there. And I'm also very interested in our friends at Bet Online because if you go to Bet Online, uh, they actually have uh, odds on who's going to be the first player to score 50 points in the regular season. And I was watching this game yesterday and I was thinking it's going to be Giannis. Giannis is going to do it. We've had a 40-plus point game from Giannis. We've had a 40-plus point game from Joel Embiid, Paul George as well. So there's been a few players that have been flirting with the 50, but unless I've missed it while we're recording today, I don't think anyone's cracked 50 yet this season. But you can find those odds and uh, much more at betonline.net, which 
uh, as we know, has been supporting this podcast for a long time. And uh, football season's rolling as well. Uh, the baseball get into the, the real final stages there as well. So Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So two and zero, obviously you take it. Then you already made the uh, the reference we love. Just bank the wins, particularly early in the season when you got players out. Uh, I would say, based on what we've seen from Philadelphia, maybe maybe the opening night win wasn't uh, an all time classic with the way the Sixers are looking. They lost at home to the Spurs a couple of days after, but nonetheless, uh, you do have to to just keep winning. So I'm sure that they'll be uh, very glad with the players that got out. Uh, to continue those minutes. But what about the NBA debut of Marjan Bochamp and AJ, AJ Green? So then he snuck in at the end of the game here. What do you reckon? Because I was curious, because I was watching Bochamp specifically. So they played the last two minutes and 14 seconds. And I was thinking to myself, you know, some of the crowds filed out. It's opening night, but this game's lost its luster a long time ago. And that's your first minutes as an NBA player do you think it's a do you think it's a letdown or you're still just anxious and nervous and excited oh I'm sure they're just super excited and yeah you know probably excited as well that they get to come into you know a blowout win right so the vibes are good and yeah you know the bench is going to be excited it's not like you're coming in down 20 and you know it's just going to be a crappy locker room afterwards um so no I'm I'm sure for those guys I mean just seeing your first court, first court time, whether it's, you know, 10 seconds or two minutes or whatever, it's, is probably just, I mean, it's a dream come true for those guys. Right. So, um, you know, I think from, from Marjan, obviously being able to, you know, look for a shot right away and had a very nice finish with his nice left finish, hand yeah. going to the basket. Um, you know, not that we are going to read a ton into that. Great, great to see anybody, you know, like him finishing with his offhand. I don't think that was something we necessarily saw a lot on, you know, sort of the highlights of him last year uh, in the G League. Uh, and probably more importantly, just, you know, we talked about him and kind of some of the butterflies he seemed to have in the first couple mm. preseason games. So just kind of getting off the mark here uh, in the NBA, getting his first basket, you know, again, we'll see. We'll see the next time, you know, he plays. Is he actually going to be playing any, you know, minutes where where the game is, is in doubt, uh, you know, near in the near future, maybe not, right? But you never know. I mean, you're one injury away from from some of these guys that you don't expect to play having to kind of step up a bit. And Jordan War obviously has um, gotten a, a decent amount of run here in these these first couple of games. But um, but yeah, so congrats to to Marjan just kind of getting that out of the way. And kind of we'll see we'll see what happens next. Um, you know, War I think has hit some spot up threes in these first couple of games, which has been encouraging. Cause that's, you know, was the thing he, he's never been the first two years here has always been better off the, off the bounce than off the catch shooting threes, which really isn't the skill set you're looking for in kind of a complimentary type player necessarily. Again, not that, you know, being able to, to cook at times isn't valuable, but I think the problem with him is just sometimes, you know, the way he sometimes, hesitates on the ball and then i mean he had a shot that he made in the i think in the fourth quarter of this game where he kind of you know caught it hesitated and it's just kind of like all right really you kind of want a normal guy to kind of make a decision pass it or make a move take a shot whatever and 
kind of um, wasting a little bit of time with the ball uh, and then hits a, you know, tough step back jumper. And it's like, okay, like, you know, we know you can do that, but it's had just a couple plays also where you just like fumble the ball off catch, things like that. So, uh, you know, he's, he's getting some opportunities here. Probably will get continued opportunities at least until Pat or, or Chris come back. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, he's got to make the most of it because obviously he's got past couple of years just hasn't shown enough to, to bud and the coaching staff to, to be a guy that, you know, is going to be trusted in the playoffs for sure. But as we have also pointed out, I mean, he played 1200 minutes last year. He got a ton of run a year ago and uh, you know, the numbers really weren't altogether impressive, especially the efficiency numbers. So that's to me, the big question this year is, you know, can he become a, a, guy, a shot maker that actually makes shots? Because last year he just didn't make enough shots to to really be particularly valuable, and then obviously there's the defensive questions and stuff like that. So, um, so we'll see. We'll assume that we'll probably see a little bit more Jordan War, and hopefully we see the version of Jordan War on Wednesday that we saw in the home opener against the Nets a year ago when he hit some shots and blocked Kevin Durant tagging the basket. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll just sort of see what what we get from Jordan. I'm not holding out, uh, not holding my breath on that, but. Uh, He'll continue to get some opportunities, it looks like. Yeah, I think we could have projected it a little bit based on what Bud said, that one one of the two between Marjan and Jordan Wara were going to get minutes, and I guess we kind of predicted that Jordan might be uh, the one. So we'll see how that plays out over the next week or so until you know at least Pat uh, comes back into the lineup and we'll wait and see what happens with Chris Milton. One final note I wanted to bring up before we wrap this up. Great to have Marcus and Lisa back on the TV and Melanie on the sidelines, we should say as well. Uh, but they're no longer courtside. You know, I, I messaged Eric and I said, where's Marcus? I can't see those guys courtside anymore. So I guess they've moved up to the top of the, the lower bowl. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe they're making some more money on those seats down there, I guess. Uh, but in classic Marcus form, I was cracking up. I guess their producer or someone they know was sitting courtside and Marcus was like, oh, it looks like he's got some pretty nice seats there. I used to sit in those seats, and, uh, which I just thought was classic, a classic line. And uh, I don't know, hopefully they can see okay up there and it's not uh, detracting from, from their job, but uh, keep the announcers courtside. Come on, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Yeah, I, I think it's especially uh, surprising because, I mean, you know, it's like one thing if, you know, you, I think at various points, right, like in a lot of arenas, like the press area has been moved, right? But but that's where you're talking about like a larger group of people and they're literally sitting in parts of the stands where fans could sit. Um, so I, I, I don't, you know, I won't pretend to know what the dynamics are uh, with, you know, are they selling tickets to these seats that normally you associate with the broadcasters and the official scorers sitting in? I don't know. Um, but I think if, if anybody was going to get, you know, those types of seats, I, I would say, give it to the broadcasters because I want them being able to hear what's being said on the court between the players, between the referees, you know, when there's referee decisions and things like that. I mean, I, I, I would like my, my, my game crew to be, to be close to, to what's happening on the floor. So I don't know. We'll see, you know, what, would are we going to notice, uh, demonstrably an impact on the broadcast maybe not but just seems like allowing your your crew to be closer to the action would be better flip side you know maybe you can see some things when you're a little higher up that you don't see when you're sitting right there courtside you know some of the depth stuff um maybe you can see your easier a little higher up but uh so it goes so it goes so 
Well, I'll see definitely uh, less of Mike Budenholzer's backside. That's for damn sure, as he <laughs> oftentimes would have been standing in front of him. They won't have Brooke Lopez's little dinosaur on the desk with them. So uh, there's a few things they'll miss, uh, I'm sure, about that. But we've got a couple of days to talk about uh, this game leading up to the Brooklyn Nets. That is game three of the regular season, 2-0 and at the moment. The Bucks are, and uh, as I said at the top, I always say this: Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you go and do so, particularly on YouTube, and make sure you comment. I had a few people, uh, Frank, you'll be pleased to know, commenting on my uh, white T-shirt the other day in the podcast, which uh, you'll be pleased to know. I'm, I'm back again wearing a white T-shirt, and I did wash it just so no anyone uh, has any. Has Joe there. Has Joe Ingles reached out? Yeah. Well, not yet, but I saw he had a black T-shirt on, so I got to yeah. do that for tomorrow's podcast now, just so he knows. Just so he knows, I'm keeping up with the uh, with the trends there with uh, Joey Boy, and uh, make sure also you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Gee whiz! Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's call it a podcast. Uh. Yeah, we got an unusual. I feel like the league's making up. They're like, look, we know we gave, we made you travel internationally. We made you play a back to back in the preseason. So have three days off in the regular season, guys. Well, this is, this is your payback for that, uh, that ridiculous preseason schedule you had. But anyway, we'll find things to talk about. I believe Camille, uh, she doesn't know it yet. I'm going to see if she can podcast tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, Camille, if you're listening, let me know. The Camille bat signal is up. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I gotta be. I mean, better she with she has to. She yeah. Because you don't even put this at the beginning of the pod. Like you make her. Uh, she has to listen till the very end when we're just like droning on about useless crap uh, to to hear that that you need her on the pod. So yeah, you don't deserve her clearly. Well, I mean that's obvious. But yeah. you know. sure. when I've done this in the past, she's listened. So this is just a test of her commitment to lockdown bucks. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Frank and myself uh, enjoy the start to the week. Thank you guys tomorrow.